Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board, presented by BetMGM. It is Tuesday, April 19th. Michael Beller here with you on this episode of Best on the Board. We're going to break down the Tuesday slate in the NHL. You've been with us now for a month or so. You know what we do here. You know who we've got here. Kevin Kerr is with us. Kevin, what's going on? Not much, Michael. How are you? I am doing well. I'm ready to get into this slate. Dom Lushishan, also ready to get into this. Dom, what's up, man? Not too much. I have had a pretty good week after a very dark few months, so I'm feeling good right now. <laughs> there you go. Well, I know at least for the purposes, I mean, you do way more outside of this show. Obviously, check mm-hmm. out uh, Dom's betting guide every single day at The Athletic. But for the purposes of this show, a 3-in-1 week for you last, uh, or 3 one episode for you last show. So very good. Hopefully, we can build on that on this episode. We are going to talk about a handful of games here on this busy night in the NHL. And actually, a couple of games where we have some agreement between Kevin and Dom. Let's start with those two games where you guys do agree. The first one, Sharks and Blue Jackets. The Sharks are minus 130 favorites against Columbus tonight. This is one of the two where you guys are on the same page. Dom, why don't you start the argument for the Sharks here? Uh, Well, Columbus is probably going to miss Patrick Laine. Uh, Zach Rensky might be out, and I just don't think they're a very good team. they got nothing to play for. Obviously, the Sharks don't either but the Sharks are trying to I guess rally from this recent extreme cold streak they're missing Eric Carlson too so there's problems there on that side but I just think the Sharks are overall a a much better team than the Blue Jacks and I don't think the line really reflects that as much as it should I'm probably closer to minus 145 and the current line leaves a, a bit of value in that way. Yeah, and you know, the Sharks have obviously lost 10 in a row, and uh, they kind of screwed me the other day when they lost <laughs> to Chicago in overtime. <laughs> I was having a good night, too, before that game uh, kind of put a damper on it. But uh, it, it sounds like, it, or it doesn't sound like, it's probably going to be Kapo Kakinen, who's played pretty well in his last two starts, uh, just because I saw James Reimer start the last game. It looks like they're alternating. He's allowed three goals in his last two games combined. Um, and as Tom said, the Sharks have lost 10 in a row. It kind of feels like they might be due. I, I watched them play against Minnesota, too, where they played hard, and they ended up losing in overtime, obviously, to a pretty good team. And I, I know they're missing Eric Carlson, but but frankly, I don't think Carlson has looked all that interested in this last couple games, at least when I've watched them. So I don't know how big of a loss that is. And you look at Columbus. They're at the end of a three-game road trip. They've lost the first two. And like Dom said, they're not playing for anything. Sharks return home. So I just feel like this is a game where, where you know, the Sharks are due. And, and yeah, of course, Columbus isn't very good either. So it's not uh, much of a marquee matchup, but I, I do like San Jose. All right. We start off with the Sharks. Let's flip to the next same page in this book of Tuesday bets. This is a much better game we've got in this one. Bruins and Blues getting together in St. Louis. We've got the Bruins as plus 110, the Blues at home, so a little bit of a favorite, minus 135. You guys going with the road dog in Boston, however. Let's hear uh, the argument for the Bruins, Kevin. Well, they're well-rested, first of all. They've had the last two days off, and you've got St. Louis playing their third game in four nights. So right away, there should be a little bit of a, of a, an energy advantage for Boston, and that's just that's so important this time of year, especially with the way the condensed schedule is in the NHL uh, over the last couple months. Um, and, and, of course, the, the Blues and the Wild are pretty much locked into a first-round matchup, so you wonder how much motivation there is going to be on the Blues' side to go up against what is still a physical team in Boston uh, they can still play a pretty heavy game um, and you know the other the other 
argument is it just seems like the Blues are probably due here for a loss. They've been on a roll, and Boston's lost three out of four. They're probably trying to fix their game a little bit going into the playoffs. They want to play better. I'm sure they still want to jump out of that first wild card and, and leapfrog a team like Tampa Bay if they can. So uh, I, I like I like Boston in this one. Just, it just seems like there's a lot of factors heading in, in, in that direction that uh, – that I think the the Bruins are due. And St. Louis has been so good. They've been pouring in the goals. Uh, They can't keep doing that forever. Yeah, I think this is a a great spot for a a market correction a bit. St. Louis has been playing unreal of late, but uh, as it has been for much of the season, they have hot sticks. They have great goaltending happening at the same time. And as much as you want to believe that's real, we've seen this film before for a lot of teams over the last 15 years where they're, outscoring their scoring chance differential by a large margin and eventually that does fade this is the hottest St. Louis has been all season but at a point their inability to really dominate the flow of play will catch up to them and I think Boston is a tough team to do that against and that might be an advantage for Boston even though they won't have David Pasternak they won't have Hampus Lindholm I think this team is still strong enough to beat the Blues and sort of course correct, as Kevin said. And I like the fact that they're underdogs here because I still believe Boston is a, a stronger team than the Blues despite their their current records. All right, the third game on our card tonight, you guys, a have-and-have-not matchup between the Panthers and the Islanders in New York. Panthers two or minus 200, excuse me, in this game. Dom, this is a play that comes from you. Minus 200, that is uh, quite the price to pay, but you think it's worth paying tonight? Uh, yeah, I think it is worth paying. You can obviously bet to win in regulation to sort of lower the chalk a bit, but I think there is an edge here regardless. I think they're minus 242 with Bobrovsky, minus 229 with Spencer Knight. So either goalie, there's an edge, and I think... Islanders, Kevin will tell you, probably have nothing to play for right now after they've been eliminated from the playoffs. And Florida still probably gunning for the President's Trophy and getting home ice throughout the playoffs. And they've just been on a roll. And we've seen over the last little bit that favorites have been absolutely steamrolling underdogs. Uh, Over the weekend, favorites won every single game. And this year, if you were betting on underdogs a lot, you would have got Crush, which is unusual for this league where usually Mm -hmm. it's a league where you win money betting on dogs, but this year it's been a favorites league where favorites have won 64% of games, and usually that's closer to 56 or 60%. That's the highest I think I've ever seen. So these types of games, usually you don't want to take the chalk, but it's just how it's gone where the favorites have been winning a lot more than expected. If there's an edge on a favorite, you should take it. So here, here's why I, I would be a little weary of, of that game. And um, obviously the Panthers are, are the much better team and, and um, maybe the best team in the league. But it, on, the, on Long Island tonight, uh, I will say there's probably going to be a pregame tribute for Mike Bossy, And that's probably going to be a pretty emotional moment for the fans uh, and for the team itself. Uh, it's been a rough year in terms of uh, some of the players they've lost and some of the emotions that the fan base has had to go through. And, you know, I feel terrible for these fans that have uh, had to endure losing just some franchise icons throughout the course of the season. So that'll probably be an emotional moment. Um, That's number one. And number two is I expect it'll be Ilya Sorokin. And he is such a wild card because of the way he can play and the way he's stolen a couple games 
throughout the course of the season. Um, now, I don't know yet for sure who's starting because Semyon Varlamov is still here. Uh, but Barry Trot said that he was experiencing some sort of stomach bug over the weekend. That's why he wasn't unable to dress. I can't imagine he's going to be playing tonight. And Sorokin, too, has yet to prove that he can really handle an increased workload. And he's been taking, I think it was four games and six nights he played. So he might be worn down a little bit. But again, he he's he's had an ability to just steal games this season. And while I don't think... Uh, you know, the Islanders are going to win tonight just because obviously the the Panthers are, are a much better team. And as Dom said, the Islanders aren't playing for anything. That would just – those two factors would make uh, this game a little bit uh, dicey for, for me to touch just in my opinion. Yeah, that's definitely some good points. And Sorokin, I just checked, is fourth in goal state above expected over the last month or so. I think he's around top five in the league for the entire season. He's been amazing and under-the-radar story, story this year. And you don't expect – a goalie from a team not making the playoffs to have such an impactful season, but Sorokin has been that good this year. I guys want to jump over to Flyers and Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs, of course, big favorites in this game. Such big favorites that we're looking at a two and a half puck line in this one that the Flyers are catching. And so, Kevin, we got the Flyers <laughs> plus two and a half, minus one fifteen. You think they can keep it close enough to make that play? Um. Probably not, but <laughs> it just seems like such a big, I mean, two and a half, two and a half goals. Um, you know, I don't know who's starting for the Flyers. I, I think it might be this Felix Sandstrom, and I'm not going to pretend I know much of anything about Felix Sandstrom, but I can, I can rel- be relatively confident in saying he's probably not as good as Carter Hart, but he probably is better than Martin Jones. So, you know, going into Toronto, I just think it's a chance worth taking. Sometimes a lot of these teams, they have guys from the Toronto area that gets them a little bit more focused, playing a little bit harder. Uh, I don't know, Dom, is, is Austin Matthews playing tonight? I haven't checked that yet. Uh, I think he's unlikely. Yeah. And even with that in mind, uh, I would still probably have an edge on <laughs> the Leafs. And it's a... On the Leafs' money line? On the Leafs' money line. and with Minus 450 right now. Yeah, so at that point, <laughs> you, you're not taking minus 450, but you right. are considering minus one and a half, minus two and a half. I think minus two and a half is honestly a, a bridge too far when they don't have Austin mm-hmm. Matthews, but they beat uh, the Islanders on Sunday and they played really well without Austin Matthews. Yeah. They have played well without Matthews in the past and the Flyers are just an absolutely terrible hockey team. And whether it's Martin Jones or Sandstrom or Cam Atkinson in that, like it, I don't think it matters for them <laughs> because their defense is horrific. Uh, for me, I'd want to know that Jack Campbell is starting. I think Eric Schalgren has a chance, and if it's Schalgren, then there's no edge at all. But Campbell played pretty well on Sunday. He's sort of turned around as his health has gone back. There, There's an edge, but it's a terrifying one because the <laughs> Leafs are historically uh, extremely bad in these spots, uh, worse than almost any team in the league, where if they're minus 200 favorites or higher, they have a tendency to play down to their opponent and that has left uh, a lot of money on the table for for me because I have edges on the Leafs because they're a good team and they play like it against the better teams in the league but against the worst teams they for some reason keep it close uh, a couple weeks ago they beat the Flyers pretty easily so that is I guess some comfort but I would probably lean towards minus one and a half more than minus two and a half for sure to keep it somewhat safe. 
All right, let's find a, a way to uh, do something similar in our last game of the night. We're looking at the Minnesota Wild and the Montreal Canadiens. Wild, obviously, big favorites in this one on the money line, minus 275 versus a plus 220 for Montreal. But, Dom, if you bet them to win in regulation, as you are recommending, we get my, the, the Wild down to minus 160. Let's hear the argument. Yeah, uh, the Canadians uh, were inspiring a bit under Martin St. Louis – uh, to start their tenure, but over the last month or so, their XG is back down to 41%. They lost a lot of key guys at the deadline. I think they they had that early initial jolt, and that has been helpful to ma- salvage their record a bit, but this is still one of the worst teams in hockey, and the Wild have been absolutely rolling of late. Cam Talbot has played really well, and I think they can take this one pretty easily over a very weak Canadians team. I can't argue with that either. I, I love Minnesota going into the playoffs. I think they're really going to be one of those underdog teams to keep an eye on that, that could really do some damage. So um, can co- completely understand that bet. Hey, it's time to start, uh, time to start getting those thoughts in order as you know, we are what, just a couple of weeks away from the playoffs. We'll definitely be having some futures episodes uh, here on best on the board when we get to playoff time. But for now we take a look at these five games on the Tuesday night NHL slate. That's going to wrap things up on this episode of best on the board for Kevin and Dom. I am Michael Beller. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>